Jimmy, I'm scared. <laughs> you have every right to be scared. movies is um uh, they are so immortal we keep making them because monsters are real true um, yeah and it's you know but we just need some way to artistically express do you like monster movies do you like being um, scared yeah i get scared mm. but, but a good scared, scared surely um i like monster movies more than horror movies i'm not a horror movie person at all i don't know if we're ever gonna uh, really talk about horror movies but oof. um but I do like monster movies, and I think maybe we should share some of our favorite. I've got. I have written down. A, funny you should say. Oh. I have written down a top three. Funny well, that. Why don't you start with your number three? The well, number the three, and this is. Uh, I can't. I yeah. Like all these top threes, you know, it changes from week to week. At the yeah. moment, yeah. Um, my number three monster movie. I can. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna introduce it by asking you a question. Okay. What is the best? Um, 9-11 film oh um the green grass one um united whatever uh, the united wrong the, the the answer what are the best 9-11 oh. film is is my number three monster movie is cloverfield oh from 2003 yeah. did you see cloverfield i did yeah yeah so it's kind of it's like a found footage movie yeah. when that was kind of a bit of a, a novelty and unusual thing about about you know, a, a, an unexpected unbelievable destructive force that seems to come out of nowhere and knocks yeah. down a bunch of buildings in New York. Yeah. Um, and it steals a lot of its imagery from the, the news footage surrounding 9-11. It's, I think yeah. it's absolutely a 9-11 oh, yeah. film. That is good. Um, Ooh. Uh, and it's, I, I think yeah. it's actually, a, you know, and the monster doesn't seem to have a reason to be doing all that destruction. It's just what the monster does. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's, unexpected and inexplicable and yeah. incomprehensible and it's, it's, this is something that could never actually happen this is yeah this is not a real thing it's yeah it has that kind of incredulity and it happens to real people and also it features you know acts of tremendous bravery by you know ordinary people in the street yeah. which is again, right. which is what we kind of saw with the footage around 9-11 um it's a way of processing that event i think through um, a kind of pop culture lens oh, i think one. it does a great job of it yeah. um when we watched watched Cloverfield uh, when it was around, R Rachel couldn't watch it uh, because uh, she just got far too na nauseous with all the shaky cam. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> also hot at that time too. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. I said, "Oh, that's and that's a shame that that's a barrier to watching a film because otherwise yeah. the film is the film. I think is really good, but yeah, goddamn it, is shaky. Yes. But then see, maybe it's like a it's a, a, a clever double whammy that not only is the film about monsters, not only is the film about September the eleventh, but also it has this this magical effect of actually physically inducing a response in your body as well as your mind. Yeah. Oh. It's, so it's 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 part of it. So I th I think Cloverfield really good actually. It's a bit, it's a bit the kind of the notion has been watered down a bit by some of the Cloverfield sequels. Sure. That was it. Ten Cloverfield Lane, something like that, which was. Oh, fine it's okay and then there was a netflix cloverfield set in space movie which i could only watch half an hour of it was absolutely Ugh. so dreadful but yeah. the original um yeah good picture worth picking yeah, that, up that, that theme is coming up a lot um just of overdoing sequels to yeah. that undermines the power of the original films and it just means that it goes down as being a, a laughing stock ultimately as opposed to a, a you know a good 
franchise or good inter- intellectual property. So it's hard to leave money on the table. Isn't it, it is. Ugh. Someone's got to do it. We have to start what? leaving money on the table. <laughs> leave that money on the table where I can see it. What's what's your number three? I think my number three is Alien. Oh, um, I yes. just I like that film so much. Um, I like it in part because it's they're so remote. The people are so alone. I think it's really important that it you know happens distant from society, distant in space, and and far from civilization. So that makes it scarier. You get this you know limited number of characters and crew. Um, I love when they go down to the planet and they find that that you know these the, the, the plants you know and they think oh this is amazing we're gonna bring yeah. this back on the ship and then boy woo. John Hurt, um, just having his um, chest <laughs> rearranged. Um, great scene, great scene. Yeah. And then because, you know, you're in a closed space um, and you know the monster's there, it just has all the, the makings of good uh, monster movie stuff. So I'm going to go with uh, Alien for my number three. Now, I uh, I was, yeah, as you must have been, I was far, far too young to see this in the cinema when it came out in 1979. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, strangely, I, all the kids at school were talking about it, even though we were all far too young to go and see it. Yeah. Um, and I can remember my my parents were kind of you know big movie fans. Uh, and my parents opted not to see it because uh, someone uh, where my mother worked had told her that apparently in the film Alien, after John Hurt dies, the rest of the film is not worth watching. Oh. Um, and so, so they never went to see it. And oh. I, for the life of me, I cannot understand someone coming out of the cinema and thinking that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't well, was it such a different world in 1979 that? Um, well, once the British actor has left the movie, the British audience leaves as well. So is, that, <laughs> is, that how, is that how we approached these movies back then? One of those films actually gets better with um, with rewatches. I think. Yeah. Again, probably over franchised though. So I mean, uh, I think this maybe, theme is going to come so. up. So what's your number two? Back to 1933. Oh, wow. Um, I know we talked about Godzilla a while ago. This is uh, even more black and white, even older. Stop yeah. motion animation. Can you guess what I'm talking about? I think you're talking about the Kong. This is King Kong. Yeah. yeah, which, yeah. which is uh, one of my uh, favorite movies, actually. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. It's kind of, it's, you know, it's short, action packed. Um Full of so much great stuff, and again, yeah. this the, the the stop motion animation just has such a, a physical, visceral feel. Um, really feels, you know, not real, but but has the realness of a dream. It's sort of hyper real. Yeah. Again, it's one of those films that's been remade many times, and I feel like it gets gets worse with every remake. Yes. The, the Jessica Lange movie was not very good. Terrible. Um, yeah, but then the Naomi Watts film was even worse. Peter Jackson, oh even worse. Goodness yeah, yeah. me. And that's for coming from a director who adored the original King Kong and really wanted to update yeah, it and make it exactly. and, and just ruined it. You don't. I, you, there's no need to make the classics, the great films, over again. <laughs> exactly. You're just not going to match it. It's just a setup for failure. Yep. Choose the bad films if you're going to do a remake. Yeah, I, I I love what you're saying about the like the animation. It's just um, it's 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 always funny to me that. Something that seems primitive in hindsight is so effective and so beautiful and so awe-inspiring. Yeah, in its in its own context. So I mean, I, I agree with you entirely. There, it's 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 somehow more real or more fantastical because it's it's on some other level not believable. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's like the difference between painting and photography. Somehow, isn't it? It's like you know, photography hasn't made painting. Um, yeah. 
uh, irrelevant. It's free painting up to be more abstract. And, and it's yeah. the same with, you know, the, 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 when you're no longer necessarily trying to simulate the real world perfectly, mm-hmm. then these expressionistic elements that come from the medium uh, have more weight. Um, mm, nice. Good choice. What's your number two? You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Jaws. I'm still Jaws. scared. I'm still scared of sharks. Will always be. I live on, lived on the ocean most of my life, and I was swimming in the ocean yesterday and just look. I'm in three feet of water. I'm looking for a great white shark the entire time, and I think uh, just scared me as a kid. I probably was eight or nine years old when I saw that film, so probably too young. Um, but I just think it's it's great. Again, the, the shark is kind of unbelievable. I know that Spielberg had troubles because it didn't look real enough, um, but it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. It's just scary. It's really wonderful. And I love the scenes with uh, Robert Shaw and um, Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfuss on the boat. Um, I think some of those are really tense, interesting scenes. Um, so... I'm going to go with Jaws in part because it's done so much damage to my psyche for so many decades now. That's an effective film. It's a long time since I've seen Jaws. And I remember before I had seen it, uh, reading and being told a lot of stuff about how all this plastic shark is very unrealistic and really ruins the movie. And then eventually when I did get to see it, um, by the time the shark came along, I didn't care that it was made of plastic. I was so in the moment. Yep. Um, that absolutely that I, I think it totally carries you along. I think yeah. it's, you know, it's such a skillfully made and paced film that the plasticity of the shark is just it, it is is um, completely missed. It's ignorable. Yeah. It's you don't spot it because you're yeah. utter, utterly in the moment. Again, another property that was destroyed, I think, by sequels, though, too. So I think eventually Jaws comes in 3D and, you know, they've. <laughs> <laughs> that whole there's we have an expression in the states jumping the shark have you ever heard of that yeah something jumps the shark yeah yeah so it, you know it made it onto happy days and fonzie had to jump over a great white shark for no reason whatsoever in some episode and <laughs> um the jaws literally jumped the shark eventually so yeah, the shark um, jumped the shark i think you know the 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 image is tarnished a little bit in my mind but still uh, my number two film how about you what are, are you up to your number one no, i'm up to my yeah. number one now holy moly now, so, so the stakes are high now because there's a chance we may have chosen the, the, the same Ooh, thing. I don't think we did. Well, the, the thing that I have chosen for my number one is... Did you say The Thing? The 1982's The Thing, I'm afraid. Really? Uh, <laughs> I got you. Nice. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, God. my God. Um, it's yeah. difficult to believe that this film was kind of widely panned when it first came out. Yeah. I think it wasn't uh, much of a critical success. Uh, didn't make a great deal. I don't think you know, it sort of it broke even or whatever, but it wasn't you know a big financial success. It took a long time for it to become yeah. this kind of the seminal, influential film that it's looked back on as now. Yeah. I first saw the thing. I think it was I was at home. Um, my parents were out. Uh, I think I was. Um, you know, I would have been a teenager. My brother would have been upstairs working. I think maybe even my brother was out or away. So I think it was. Come to think of it, I was probably on. Uh, on my own at home and it came on the BBC quite late at night yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I only tuned in halfway through and I think that the bit when I tuned in was just at the moment of the, the most horrifying moment in the yeah. whole film which is the oh, the, the, the CPR scene and yeah. I was kind of flicking through the channels quite late at night to flick this on and oh my I mean I can still remember the sheer terrifying shock of this scene Um Absolutely, it's seared into my brain. You know, what a monster! Absolutely fantastic, and yeah. you know, joyfully, this is a 
proper film that's really about something, isn't it? And it's about paranoia and fear. And, you know, it, it works very well as a, a film about HIV and AIDS. It, it's uh, such a, you know, right. a, a well-realized, powerful theme. You can adopt it, uh, adapt yeah. it to all sorts of different um, meanings. Very skillfully made film. Just fantastic. Uh, Seared I into my it. brain. Yeah, I saw it the same way many years later. I don't think I saw it until I lived in London and it came on BBC Two late at night and I <laughs> stayed up and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I love that about BBC Two, that, you know, 12, 12, 15, 12, 30, the films come on and the things I saw it on, yeah, I saw it on a tiny little TV screen right over the air and loved it. Yeah, but again, too late, had the lights off, I was already in bed, it was just a bad choice, but I don't regret it one bit. But, you know, I do kind of rather miss seeing films on broadcast television because you know it, it it's similar to going to see something at the cinema insofar as you can't pause it yeah so you know you can't yeah. stop it if you want to watch it you've got to be in that place and tune to that yeah. channel at that time you can't leave yeah. and you know go to the loo yeah um so you know it pins you to your seat pins you to the screen and yeah. it's difficult to reproduce that now because you know everything we watch you know, we can pause and come back to again later at the time i think john carpenter was on a bit of a roll because I think, you know, The Thing um, uh, was quickly followed by, there was Prince of Darkness, I don't know whether you've seen that, They mm -hmm. Live. I mm -hmm. think he'd not much earlier made Halloween. Um, yeah. So it's amazing how he was knocking out some pretty outstanding, terrifying films, one after the other during this period of his career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a shame that I think after They Live... I think things took a bit of a nice nosedive, didn't they? And for the 90s and then the 2000s, he was never really able to get back to that original form that he he yeah. had in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But uh, for a while there, he was making some truly outstanding films for not yeah. very much money. Amazing mm -hmm. what he was able to achieve. Good filmmaking, yeah. So tell me, have, has, has my thing stolen your thing? What's your number one? No, my number one's a bit of an outlier probably. I don't know if the even qualifies, qualifies but... Um... Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, is my I think that's my favorite of the monster films. Yeah, and I think it's so direct it's because it's so political in some ways. I mean, I think it's definitely a, a critique on on Franco. I was going to say, uh, who is the monster in this film? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I thought the the acting was wonderful. I love um, Guillermo del Toro's like visuals. I think he's great. Sometimes I, I think he underwrites the stories, especially in the last few films, but. That must have been 2007 or 8, somewhere in there. Um, I loved it. I, just, I thought it was a beautifully shot film, well acted, very, very much on topic, and you know, just a wonderful uh, critique of uh, uh, being a Spaniard at that time and the monsters of certain politicians. Really beautiful film. It's um, unusual these days to be you know, utterly surprised by a bit of production design. But uh, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, you know, it's got some amazing otherworldly way out there production design. Yeah. You know, the monster with the eyes in his hands. You've know, never seen mm -hmm. anything like that before Oof. or since. And it's yeah. rare these days that you see a movie that contains an idea that you know, you've never seen explored anywhere else. Just fantastic. Yeah. I must confess, yeah. though, I remember very little else of the film. Oh. So I, you know, I kind of remember there's kind of I can remember the Spanish Civil War themes, and I can remember the girl, and I can remember the monster, but I couldn't tell you how it all fits together. Yeah, yeah. So and he's he's got a tr terrific visual sense, you know, fantastic makeup, fantastic effects. But yeah, uh, even in Pan's Labyrinth, I couldn't tell you what the story was now. Sure. 
But maybe that's well, not the important part. Yeah, I mean, if you I mean, I saw it at least fifteen years ago, I think. So I mean, there's not much I remember from a couple weeks ago. So fifteen years ago. <laughs> Let's give ourselves a break. But that's always a great... I mean, that's the kind of film I would go back and see. I think each one of those three films that I mentioned, I would go back and see. Yeah. Um, including the ones that you've mentioned, too. So, I mean, I think, you know, that's the real tale. I mean, some of them have been remade. I think The Thing was also remade within the last 10 years or 15 Yeah, I think years. I have not seen the remake, which I think um, built itself as a prequel. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard good things yeah. about it. Uh, but, yeah, it's wrong for me to judge without making my mind up. Maybe I should, maybe I should chase it down. Yeah. Or maybe that. I should just rewatch the original. That would be good, too. <laughs> that would be better. Or in daylight with family and happy people around you. Yes. Something large and soft to cuddle and cry into, <laughs> yes. But uh, oh. there's going to be more monster films coming up, aren't there? It's, it's, like it's, it's, a, it's a very resilient genre. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, the, the films that we've talked about span from 1933 yeah. up until, um, so 2007. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. So, 70 um, years. Yeah, I, yeah, I suspect we will be making monster movies for another seventy years as well. So because because monsters are real, so exactly we have to yeah. kind of uh, process this somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I want to thank you for processing it with me. I'm not nearly as scared as I was when we opened <laughs> the popcorn counter. It's been like one great big popcorny hug. Yeah. <laughs> Good butter on top. Right. Ooh, maybe not. That's not that bad. Bad image. Bad image. Uh, no now, now let's go and watch Predator together. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll see you at the popcorn counter again in two weeks. In two weeks' time, it's a date. See you then.